back to Water Wednesdays. I'm Allie. And I'm Catherine. We're happy to be back as per usual. Yep. And um, let's start with the hot seat question. <laughs> Allie, take it away. What is the most important thing to you in life? Mm, no pressure. Mm, <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Um, most important thing to me in life. Uh, Man, that's so deep, though. It's so deep. I would say, I mean, the first word that just came to mind without me really processing it was relationships. Ooh. And I think, if I'm honest, that means relationships with, you know, those closest to me, friends, family, my husband, but, like, God, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, there's there are many moments where I do truly feel like the relationship with God is the most important and the only and then there are times where I have to work at that at feeling that you know yeah but relationships for sure with God and other people I love that um I don't know what's the most important thing in life in life I will say love Mm -hmm. (laughs) love conquers all it is good um love that I you just sharing I think it's just, I don't know. Ew, this is a hard question. Whose idea was this? <laughs> Why did I you even pull this? I know I did write this down. Um, yeah. All you need is love at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I think the Beatles said that. Yeah. Um, they were smart men. They were smart dudes. Yeah. Anyway, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I can't even. All I'm you sorry. need is love. All no, you I need like is love, it. period. It's the most <laughs> important thing. It's a hard question. It is hard. I'm stumbling. Uh, well, funny, funnily enough. I love funnily. I said funnily enough because you said it last time on the podcast on the Enneagram episode. Is it a real thing to say? I don't know, but I really liked it. It stuck. My mom's boyfriend says it all the oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. Funnily enough, um, we are going to hit the topic today of what is God's will for my life? So another hard question. Yeah. We're all about those right now. Yeah, we are really stepping up to the bat here and going <laughs> to get deep right away. Getting real deep. Um, well, and I think it's it's an interesting question because um, I, I think I used to ask this question a ton, like in high school and college. Yeah. I found myself asking it a lot. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's really funny. I was at a conference in college, and there was 2,000 people at this conference. It's a lot of And people. they branched out to, like, these side sermons, and you could choose what topics you were interested in. Cool. And one of the topics was, what's God's will for my life? Wow. And everyone went there. Really? Like, it, it, there were so many people in that room. And it was funny because they're like, yep, we knew that you guys would be interested in this topic. Like, it's just a common question that I think a lot of people have. Yeah. Wow. So what would you learn? Give us all the insights. Well, I only learned one thing, which is it's a lot more simple than we... The answer is a lot more simple than we think. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad Mm -hmm. we're going to talk this out. Um, We thought about calling this episode God's Plan, but Drake already took that, so we didn't. Um, And then knowing what God has for my life is way too many words, so uh, enjoy the title. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. We don't know what it's going to be yet. We'll figure it out. (laughs) But TBD. It's TBD, but probably not God's plan. God's plan. Mm-hmm. Ew, my voice wasn't as deep as Drake's, and it did not sound good. <laughs> You're harmonizing. It's totally fine. Don't vomit. It's 
Totally good. Um, and I think, yeah, like you were saying, this isn't a one and done. You don't figure out God's plan for your life and then walk in it every day, right? That's not, you don't, you don't just figure it out one time. Yeah. Um, I think it's something you revisit. Absolutely. I think so too. Um, but I, I think there's a, a core answer, right? That's kind of always the answer. Like what's God's will for your life? Mm-hmm. I think there's really one thing that he cares about more than anything else. Yeah. Relationships. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Love. Yes. Uh, um, well, I think it's that he just wants us to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And really, like, yes, everything else matters beyond that. Mm-hmm. It does. I'm not going to disregard that or say it doesn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. But I think that's his number one will for us is that we would just lean on him turn back to him and Mm -hmm. and be back in relationship with him yeah like it was supposed to be in the garden right um and then sin entered separated us from god and now we just live in that and so god's always been on this um pursuit of us yeah to bring us back to him yeah exactly um in our free will we get to make the decision Mm -hmm. all the time we riddled with decisions yeah Um, and so it's just a matter of figuring out what's the best decision. And I mean, I think about, um, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount talking about, um, this is how you should pray your, thy will be done, Mm -hmm. your will be done. Um, and I think that's a solid prayer to just have all the time, you know? Oh yeah. And I think when, when someone asks that, well, I don't, I just, I don't know what God wants for my life. What does God want for my life? It's like, I don't think God has an end goal. Like, I don't think he's like, I, you need to get to this point. I think he's just like, hey, I want you right now, today. Yeah. I want your heart. Right. I want your attention. I want your time. Mm-hmm. I want you to be in this relationship with me. And like, that's all you really need to know. <laughs> that's all you get. Right? Yeah. We just, we complicate it because we want to know where we're headed. We want to know what the end goal is. Right. But it's like... It's not our information to know. Right. And it's like, yes, that exists. Yes, God has a plan and a purpose. And like, you are headed somewhere. But like, his will and his desire for you is just simply that like, you're going to be with him today. Right. In the moment. United back with him. hmm Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I mentioned this before we hit record, but I was thinking again about Psalm 34, 7, um, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So I think at the end of the day, the more you know God, um, the more you know his will or feel like you know it, and you're not really going to know it, but um, the more you know him, the more you'll know his will for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that relationship does. It's like he shows you the way. He'll show you the door. He'll show you... Um, what path to be walking down or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, when you're just seeking him in the moment, mm-hmm. in each moment of each day. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, we also have Ephesians uh, 1 um, written down, and I kind of chopped it up a little because if you know Ephesians, it it's kind of wordy. It's very wordy. Yeah, like one sentence is like, 10 verses long. And so I didn't know for the sake of the podcast, I didn't want to just like dump all of that on you. So I'm going to kind of chop it up a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. But 
In Ephesians 9, it says, he made known to us the mystery of his will. Um, And then there's some more words, but I'm going to jump ahead to verse 10. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's like his will is to bring unity between us and God. Mm -hmm. That's his will. That's why he does everything he does is to just bring us back to him. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Yeah. Um, and it says like when you skip ahead to Ephesians 1, 11 through 12, it says in him, we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will mm-hmm. in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. So like, again, everything he does, he, he's chosen us and his goal is just to bring us back to himself for mm-hmm. his praise and glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him the glory for all the things. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think, like, basically just to simplify it, like, his will for your life is that you'd be unified back with the Father. Mm-hmm. That you'd come back to him and that you'd remain in step with him in each moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think if we think about it practically, um, maybe we can give some tools that might help to help you make a decision that's a little hard, right? Like, um, with God's will, there are, um, God doesn't like leave us. I mean, yes, we're, we're relationship with him. Good. Also unity, the body, everybody, right? Like, um, if we have God's spirit, uh, the Holy spirit, um, you can get confirmation from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about like, so I think I'm, you're moving on to like more of your specific purpose, right? Sure. So like kind of in having um, a relationship with God as being number one, there's the number two of like, he does have a specific purpose for you though mm-hmm. as an individual, right? Yeah. So how can you kind of figure that out? Right. Is that kind of what you're... Thank you. Yes. Okay. I was transitioning. Yes. I was thinking, yeah, because, well, yeah, and I was just thinking with the unity, you know, um, mm. unity with God, but then also unity with God is like unity with the church, right? Ooh, yeah. So like it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, your purpose is for the best of your life. Like it's going to impact those around you, right? True. Especially when you're glorifying God, you know, in his glory, you're not taking his glory and holding it, but it's like telling him or telling telling others about you know how you got to that point yes it reminds me of ephesians 4 where it talks about the body of christ and Mm -hmm. how there's the arm and the the leg like yeah you have a different part to play in the body of christ like we're not all clones of each other that are just meant to like right you know do the same thing like we have it we have different roles right um, and God uses each of us in a different, unique way. Right, exactly. And it's figuring out, like, what your strengths are, what you're good at, what um, what makes you come alive, like, what's um, what gets your heart pumping, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Have There's you heard, a, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, have you heard of shape before? No, I ha- Well, <laughs> besides when you told it to me, no. Briefly mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's, so... Uh, there was a church that um, put this test out, so I, I'll reference it in the notes. But 
it's called the shape test. And basically, it's not really a test. It's kind of just something you reflect on mm. for yourself. But Some journaling topics. Exactly. Um, but... It, it's kind of like based off of Psalm 139. Like, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So, like, recognizing, like, God made you. Um, he's well pleased with you. Like, he made you and he was pleased with his work when he was done. So, like, you serve a significant purpose. You really do. Yeah. And so, basically, the shape is, um, stands for, the S stands for spiritual gifts. So, identifying what your spiritual gifts are. And in the Bible, it talks about a ton. There's service, intercession, teaching, hospitality, leadership, faith, administration, evangelism, discernment, shepherding, exhortation, a ton of All the things. Yes. So it's like identifying what those are. And I know there are a bunch of online tests you can take if you're not sure. But Mm -hmm. even just asking people around you, they probably can see in you what your gifts are. Uh, Probably better than you can. Yeah. Um, And then the H stands for heart. So kind of what you were saying, Allie, like taking time to think about your dreams and passions, like what makes you feel alive, what brings you life. Yeah. Um, Abilities is the A. So determine your natural talents and make a list. So like, do you play an instrument? Right. Um, Are you bossy? I mean, a good leader. (laughs) Or can you speak another language? Like you can speak French. That's an ability. Um, Personality. So... uh, even knowing your Enneagram type, I think, can be helpful. Just knowing... Bringing it back in. Yeah. Are you a driver? Are you a leader? Are you a follower? Like, just kind Support. of what's more of your yeah. personality? Are you more laid back? Are you extroverted? And then um, the E stands for experience. So reflecting on um, what God has taught you through your experiences. Mm. Like... If you've been on a mission trip. Yeah. If you served in college or... Or even, like, if you have... Um, a certain family dynamic, right? Uh, like divorced parents or maybe a family member passed away or someone has a disease, like something that has given you more experience in a certain area than maybe someone else would have. Yeah. Um, And then taking time to like really just like write all those things out and that will kind of give you a better understanding of like who you are and maybe what you have to offer the kingdom of God. Whoa. Um, so like, I know for me, I wrote down for experience. I put rebellious. Whoa. That was an experience I had in high school and college, but what did that do for me? It gave me a heart for the lost. It yeah. gave me a heart for people who are in active rebellion against God, because yeah. I understand I've been there. Yeah. I can relate. And it, it now fuels me to reach people. Yeah. So what you wrote down there, is that what you had written back when you did this? And like, that's mm-hmm. so cool. This is probably like five years old, that's but so it's cool. so funny. Yeah. And you can revisit it. Um, and God will obviously give you other experiences, but I think it's helpful. Um, Absolutely. Just to kind of give you a better understanding of maybe like how God could use you and the specific things you've been through and yeah. the things he's given you. Maybe what to seek out. Like if you're uh, just joining a church and you're like, don't know where to serve yeah. or you know, um, yeah. Cause maybe like God's given you a heart for prayer. Right. And maybe taking the time to really reflect on that, you could say, Oh, maybe I could join on the prayer team or right. Yeah. Could be really helpful. Um, so that's really good. Knowing, knowing yourself, what's your shape. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Oh, and can I share one other thing on that? Absolutely. So I had kind of a moment with God cause Allie and I, we've been preparing this podcast for the past week. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of thinking about shape and kind of revisiting this topic. And 
I legitimately had a moment where the thought came in my head because I was thinking about my experiences and my abilities Mm -hmm. and my skills. And I just got this word in my brain that said, you're nothing. Whoa. Yeah. Straight from the pit of hell, obviously. And I recognized that. I was like, whoa, where did this come from? (laughs) But what happened was I was like, I can't play an instrument. I didn't play a sport in college. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't speak another language. I am not the best wife in the world. I Like, literally all these things came over me of, like, you really have nothing to offer, Catherine. Like, you're nothing oh special. Gosh, no way. It was awful. And I, I identified it because I was like, whoa, God, that's not you. Where, right. What? No. For what reason? And I, I did rebuke it. But what was interesting was in the process of, of that, what God showed me, he was like, yeah, Catherine, maybe you don't have those things under your belt, mm-hmm. but you love me mm. and you, you, you do cherish your relationship with me and yeah. you do all these things and, and that's all you need. Yeah. Like you have everything. Love is all you need. So. Yes. But <laughs> God like really showed me that he was like, yeah. you have everything cause you have me. Wow. You are do you're doing more than okay. Yeah. And it was just this cool moment. And I even felt like he even showed me like you actually have more because you don't have these things. Yeah. Because it's like you don't have something to prove. Right. Like, yes, God can totally use um like if you if you're on the worship team and play an instrument or like you if he can use your abilities to be a platform and he can use those things, but it's like he was basically telling me, It's okay that you don't. Yeah, you have everything. Oh, so I wanted to share that because, like, so nice. I think sometimes you people can get down on yourself if you're like, "Man, I don't have any skills." Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, I did write down some practical tools, and I think um, discernment, I think, is definitely what you're like talking about, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. knowing like what what's wisdom and what's straight from the pit of hell, as you said, you know. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Um. I think another tool uh, could be wise counsel, right? Like oh, yeah. checking in with other people. Like uh, I heard someone tell me I'm nothing. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but like, no. Um, yeah. Seeking out wisdom from God, right? Um, or from people around you. I think that's huge. Um, well, and people can point out your blind spots too yeah. or encourage you in something maybe you don't see about yourself that's really amazing. Right. Yeah, when we don't see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go yeah. Ahead. Another thing I thought of too, like when you're making decisions, like starting with the fact of like, I can trust God to guide me because blank and like fill hmm. in the blank. Maybe you pull a scripture yeah, and you're like, he like, like, um, Ephesians two ten, like he has good works in advance for us to do. Right. And, or even like, I can trust God to guide me because he did it before, before here. Yeah, that's what or I was thinking. I can trust him to guide me because look what he did for Moses. Like, yeah, kind of starting there just to like really encourage yourself to, to remember that yeah. he's done it before. He's going to do it again. Or like right. he did it in God. his word here. Here's, I can trust he's going to do that again. Yeah. That's really good. Um, 
So I have some books here that I think are just good to reference. Um, the first one, when you were talking about shape, I was thinking um, of The Purpose Driven Life by Ooh. Rick Warren, um, which is a book that I read really early in probably one of the first ones besides like Mere Christianity that I read and was just like, whoa. Cool. Um, it was really helpful because I think I was struggling with some depression. And so just feeling like um, like I was down the wrong path and I was uh, lost. And I know I, I've shared kind of about my past, but um, reading that book really helped me to figure out that my life did have a purpose. Mm. <laughs> Shocker, you know. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, I joke, but at the same time, I feel like people do feel like their life doesn't have a purpose and God's will for them is negative and bad and, and heavy. And, um, and that's not you know, kind of like you rebuked and saw the, the wrong or the, um, the enemy working in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think purpose driven life is a really good book. Hmm. Was, did you do the one that is kind of like a devotional where you write in it mm -mm. or it's it just, just a, a book. book? Okay. Yeah. Just a, yeah. Um, purpose driven life. And that's helpful too, because, um, I mean, it's a big book, right? It's not just, I probably should have brought it and like read from it, but um, it's not, it's, I don't know, it's helpful. It's definitely helpful. So if anybody um, hasn't heard of the book or is uh, feeling lost and um, maybe the Bible's a little overwhelming, like that might be a good place to start. Off the top of your head, do you remember something that impacted you the most from it? <clears throat> or like something that kind of, Specific that changed your thought process? Um, I think it kind of just pulled me away from my selfish thinking because I think um, it was all like, oh, me, I, uh, I'm i in this place or I um, have all these things that I'm like... It made me realize that there were things I did have for the kingdom and that my life did have purpose and God did have a purpose for me. And the way that I was living my life wasn't helping anyone. It wasn't helping myself. I couldn't be part of the body because I wasn't, you know? Hmm. Um, so it kind of made me feel like I was like stealing from God. Like I was like just hoarding all my resources or, you know, hoarding myself and my heart. And I couldn't get better because I wasn't, you know, figuring out God's will for my life because I was just like, no, like I'm good. Rebellion, like you were talking about, you mm. know? Um, you weren't giving it away exactly. in service. Yeah. Love is meant to be given, not just kept. received. Yeah. I'm not going to drop it. I'm still <laughs> mad that I like couldn't come up with something. You did though. You came up with the best thing there is. <sighs> I don't like it. Love. The greatest of these is love. Yeah, it is. Um, but love is meant to be given, right? It's mm -hmm. meant, not meant to be like hoarded and kept or... I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still flushing that out. I love it. Um, the other book that I wanted to mention was Garden City by John Mark Comer. Um, and he is a preacher on the west side somewhere of the country, I think. Um, but Garden City is kind of like you were talking about earlier, like bringing it all back to the garden, like what we were created for. like what We, were, we all have a calling. We all have a purpose. Um, and just like shape, it's like figuring out what you're good at, what, um, like how God can use you. So I, I think Garden City is a really good book, a little book therapy if you're hungry. It's a quick read actually. Um, and it kind of talks about like God in creation and how he created everything and everything had a purpose, the sky, the animals, you know, mm. um, 
So it's really, it's hmm. a really solid book too. That does sound really good. Yeah. It's really deep. Ooh. Thought provoking. Yeah. So we're creating, it's something about being human. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but he's big on Sabbath. So there's a lot of like why rest is important. Um, and how, you know, you rest properly and you get refilled. But then the other side of that is like, what brings you life? Like what, what's good for your soul? What, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not just like, he talks a lot about like working like a desk job and like that might not be your calling. And so it's like taking a step out and being mm-hmm. brave and figuring out what you are called to do. You know, what's interesting is that we've mentioned it a couple of times now in this podcast, but like purpose, I feel like a lot of our purpose can be found in the creation story. Mm. Right. Yeah. You don't often correlate the two, but, or it might not come to your brain at first, first place to go to when you're trying to think about purpose in the Bible. But like the create, like when God created us, that's what it was all intended to be. Right. Mm. So I feel like that story and like you were mentioning in Garden City, how he talks about that, like yeah. it could be a good place to explore if you're trying to figure out purpose too. Like yeah. what was God's original intention with what he created? Right. Yeah. Hmm. And thinking about how we got so far away from that, right? Right. You know? How did we end up where we are now? Yeah. And like, what is it in your life? Maybe you have sin in your life and you don't even realize it. And maybe that's what's like blocking you, not only from relationship with God, but blocking you from your purpose. Being who you were when you were created the to way be. God intended you to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about that at the marriage conference too. It's like being a wife or being like an encouraging husband. Um, we just get so like self-focused and we aren't the encourager mm. that we're supposed to be because we're not resting and we're not doing the things that give us life because we're go, go, go all the time. Yeah. So... Um, that's good. And I think shape, I mean, that's, those are prompts. Those are journaling prompts. It's figuring out yourself and figuring out your God, you know, Mm -hmm. it kind of all just like meshes together. Totally. Do some work, you know, there's like the brash side of it. Do some work on yourself, figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's not going to come. It's not a nice thing to say to someone. Naturally. Or it's not going to come without you being intentional about it. Exactly. Yeah. We have to be Here's some tough love mindful. for you. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I have two questions, too, that Ooh. maybe you can ask. In addition to shape and reading up on things and journaling, Yeah. Um, if you're trying to make a decision right now, because I think sometimes that's when this question pops up, right? When you're yeah. kind of trying to figure out, like, Path A or path B? Yeah, like, is God going to be with me more on path A or path B? Right. And so I think sometimes we ask ourselves this question, well, what does God really want for me? Um, I think you can, it's important to wrestle with decisions. Sure. So, but then I want to hit on something in a minute here, too. So make sure I circle back. But um, (laughs) two questions you can ask yourself when making a decision is what helps you listen to God and hear his voice? Mm. So maybe how has he spoken to you in the past? Mm-hmm. Is there a person he's used in the past to help you discern that you can reach out to and talk to? Right. Wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, being sure to think or process how has he spoken to you in the past? Some people, he um, uses music. Some people, yeah. it's journaling. Some people, it's having a conversation. Some people, it's working out. Some people, it's feelings and mm-hmm. um just knowing yeah like, like having the, the peace right I think he can speak to us differently so like knowing yourself and how you hear from God best yeah is good. key so that when you are in the face of a decision it's like okay 
I got to go journal for four hours in a coffee shop because that's where I hear from God the most. Right. And then um, processing what keeps you from hearing God and discerning. So mm. is it expectations from other people, fear, people pleasing? Is it something physical like depression or anxiety? Yeah. Is it... Um, Distractions. You know, distractions or sin yeah. or whatever. Like whatever you know that keeps you from hearing God, being intentional to stay away from those things. And not everything can be helped, like especially like depression or anxiety. Like sometimes you can't do anything about that. That's not really in your control, but at right. least acknowledging it and saying, right. Lord, I know that this crippling anxiety is keeping me from hearing you. Like, yeah, I don't know what to do about that, but like I give that to you. I surrender it and like help, help me, me to hear hear your voice through this. Yeah. Um, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um. Oh, I wanted to circle back. Though. Yeah, I was going to let you. I could tell. <laughs> um, so I think that's important to do when you're making a decision, obviously, mm-hmm. to always include the Lord in your decision-making process, to always surrender it over to him. But I think we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves too, thinking that we have the control to determine our future depending on what we decide. Mm. Yeah, hi. I just watched Brave yesterday with a two-year-old. And she's just talking about my fate, you know. She's trying to control her fate. Whoa. <laughs> so she goes to see the witch in the woods. Wow. And then turns her mom into a bear. So, spoiler alert, brave. Yeah. But yeah, she doesn't like her fate and she wants to change it. And it turns out being really bad. Hmm. And it, it begs the question, like, we do have consequences for our choices. Yep. We can decide good versus evil. And we will... Sure. But that doesn't mean that your path, that one's good and one's evil. Yeah, because God works all things into good. Mm-hmm. For his for, good. Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. So it's like you can choose, quote unquote, the wrong path. There isn't a wrong path. But there isn't Spoiler. a wrong path. Yeah. You, you know, like God will always redeem it if yeah. you lean on him and ask him. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be with you whether you choose A or B. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be louder in the other one. It's going to be how much you lean on him. Yeah. If one of them is going to be easier than the other one, maybe he wants you to pick the harder one mm-hmm. because he knows you're going to lean on him more. Yeah. It's like we don't know the outcome. God does, and he's right. always with us. And I believe he will reroute you if it truly is yeah. going to destroy you. Yeah. Or if he really does not want that for your life, yeah. I believe he will shut a door. He will yeah. reroute you. He will he did turn that to you, you around. Oh, yeah. Should I share that? Sure. Real quick? I'll make it snappy. But I... Uh, I'll make it snappy. My college, my senior year in college, I was... I knew I wanted to intern with uh, this organization, this Christian organization. I just didn't know what school. Right. And I could go anywhere in the country. I could have gone overseas. I could have gone anywhere. Yeah. And I narrowed it down to three schools. It was Michigan State, somewhere in Portland, and then um, somewhere in Washington State. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to leave Michigan. I wanted to go out west and explore. I had friends out there. Yeah. So, Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And well, actually, sorry, let me rewind. I had no clue which one to pick. Right. And I was praying for months and months and I still had no clear answer. I had to um, decide in like three hours. It was the deadline. And I was like, I still have no idea. And so I just put one down. I put Washington State down and I was like, I'm going out west. And uh, 
I, it was weird because I was trying to find housing and like my housing situation kept falling through and Mm -hmm. I'd have to find something else. And eventually I did find something, but it was just taking so long and everything just kept falling through and it was kind of weird. And two weeks before I was supposed to move out West. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to report to campus in August, August 1st. So this was two weeks before I just had heavy anxiety about it and I'm not really an anxious person so I was like "Ooh, I I don't know what this anxiety is about maybe I'm just nervous like I am moving across the state this is probably normal but I kept praying about it and my best friend she went to church and she was during the worship she said she just got this like overwhelming feeling like that she needed to tell me not to go whoa out west and um I actually told her on the phone, I was like, I think I'm having second thoughts. I'm really anxious and I'm not sure about this. And she's like, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you opened up the door, I feel like God wanted me to tell you this. And I was like, yeah, I know I can't go. Oh, geez. And so I called our organization and I was like, I, I'm feeling like really burdened. I really don't think I I'm supposed to go there. And they were so understanding. They're like, okay, there's an opening at Michigan state. Do you want to serve there. And I was like, yep. And so I went to Michigan state and it worked out. I found housing in a day. Yeah. It all worked out. And like, I met my husband there, like things just, it it was clear that that's what God wanted. And so to my point, I didn't know in the moment when I needed to make the decision, what was right. And I I didn't hear from God. You even made the wrong decision. I even made the quote unquote decision he didn't want, but he rerouted me. Yeah. And it was just through the way things worked out and circumstances and and being surrendered to him and listening. And so just to encourage, if you're out there trying to make a decision. Yeah. Make it. Just do it. Just pick one. Yeah. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. God will make it work. And I, I do believe sometimes too, like we are stagnant and kind of frozen because we're too afraid to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I think God will always multiply your efforts. He won't create your effort for you. Like you have to move and he will take care of it. He'll reroute. He'll stop you. He'll Mm -hmm. push you forward. He'll always be with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I wrote this down. I think we, sometimes we want the inspiration to come. This is not my idea uh, I read it in a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F Word. I apologize. That's not the best, whatever, um, by Mark, something that starts with an M. But uh, we think that our inspiration should just come to us um, or the motivation will come and then the inspiration. But really, action is the driving force. Um, when you take a step, once you start doing it, your action actually gives you motivation and that's when the inspiration comes. Like you can't just Mm. wait for the inspiration and then I'll get going and I'll be motivated and then the action. You got to start with action, then you get the motivation and then the inspiration comes. Yeah. So I I love that. Yeah. Because we can't have it all figured out before we move. Exactly. Like sometimes you just got to go and you got to have faith. Um, Like even thinking of like Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt, like they didn't know where they were going. They, right. God just said go, and mm-hmm. they trusted, and they went, and then they got to the sea, and the <laughs> army was behind them, and they're like... If there was ever a moment to doubt. Right. Like, they're probably like, okay, now what? But then, lo and behold, God parts the sea. Like No big he, deal. It, you're not going to know everything before you start, but no. you just got to go. And that's what faith is. Yeah. Gotta Hebrews have faith. 11.1. Faith is the things Ooh, unseen, unseen, hope for... I don't know. I love that one too. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like we've, we've kind of been all over the place. I'm going to re- do a little recap here. Do if you want to look up the verse, that'd be awesome. Um, recap is, what's God's will for your life? It's very simple. He wants you to be in relationship with him and to know him. Yeah. But he does have a specific purpose for you as an individual. Um, he will reveal it to you when you ask him, when you take the time to um, to reflect and ask him what he's gifted you in. Mm-hmm. He will show it to you. And also just realizing you're enough. Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to share this quote before I... No, I'll share it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who uh, went into, min- into ministry, into missions, like right after college. And I'll always remember that she said this to me. And I don't know who told it to her. Probably a pastor. Um, her name's Amanda. She said, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that. I've always held that like close to my heart and been like, I don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna do all the work. And I think to I mean you're summarizing that's what faith is. Faith is knowing that God's gonna do the things no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews eleven one is now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. So that's the unseen we were right. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I remember it being longer. <laughs> this version is I shorter. love it. Oh, and I also just thought of his power is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. So, again, we don't have to have it all figured out. We just have to step. trust in him. We yep. have to step um, and trust that he's going to lead us. He's going to guide us to where he wants us to go. Yeah. Don't make it too complicated. Don't be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Do what's in front of you. Do the next right thing. Yeah, take small steps. Mm-hmm. I feel like even with our podcast, that's kind of what we did too. It's like we didn't, we we, we didn't still don't think know. about launch day. Yeah, we when we first got the idea to do it. Right, we just said, okay, what's the next thing to do? Find a place to record, mm-hmm. and then we did that. And then, you know, we it's day by day. Yeah, we don't know the bigger picture of any of it. Right, we're just trying to take small steps of faith and see what God will do. Yeah. In his timing. It's so good. Um, and I mentioned uh, The Next Right Thing. There's actually a podcast by Emily P. Freeman. Um, and her, it's like if you're, uh, if you get stuck in making big decisions, she is, uh, she talks about doing the next right thing. Mm. Which is, I mean, that's kind of just exactly what we're talking about. But really good podcast. I think she's coming out with a book if it's not already out about doing the next right thing. So, yeah, if you suffer from decision making paralysis, uh, there's resources for you. It'll be in the show notes too. That sounds really good. Yeah, it is really good. Good, good, good. All right. All right, guys. It's been a good day. It's been a great day. Feel free to reach out to us. Enjoy your Wednesday. Yeah. Find us at wateredwednesdays.com. Are you following on us at, on Instagram at wateredwednesdays? Yeah. Well, you promise we'll be on stories more maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we're working on it. We're working One small on it. step at a time. Oh yeah, we'll see what's good for today. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Also, guys, we're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Yeah. Um, that'd be really helpful. And yeah, when we started, we didn't think we'd be on Apple. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding, right? But maybe it happened. Kind of. Um. Yeah. So we will see you next time on Water Wednesdays. Yeah. Have a good Wednesday.